It's time for South Dakota's Sports Talk Show. This is the Nate Brown Show, featuring live callers, live interviews, and thought-provoking sports talk. From the biggest national names to the hottest local stories, welcome to the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Here's your host, Nate Brown. All right, we're back on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show live from our downtown studio on Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome in from Rapid City across to Sioux Falls. However you're listening, watching, we're ready to go. It's always a great day in the Black Hills. Remember that, and we're off and running. 106.7 FM, 11.50 AM on the radio side here in the hills. Also, bring us up anywhere, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream there. And on YouTube right now, The Nate Brown Show. Subscribe to the channel. You've got the show. Welcome in studio on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Follow the show on Twitter, at Nate Brown Show. Interact with us. You're good to go. We got you set, got you covered on a Wednesday. Good stuff tonight. Great guest lineup. We'll get to it. The Nate Brown Show brought to you in part by Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center. Also with Urgent Care. Start online at bhosc.com. Black Hills Ortho. More access, better options at Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center since 1976. The expert team from the weekend warrior uh, treatments for him and her to the elite athlete on the field right now. The team taking care of us here in the Black Hills. Black Hills Orthopedic and Spine Center helping you stay in the game since 1976. Off and running on a Wednesday. Let's look at the guest lineup and then we'll get after it today. A couple of questions of the day. We'll shoot it around. Local, regional, national. We got you covered on the show. Brian Fisher's coming up. National college football writer. FoxSports.com. Brian Fisher on the way from California. Uh, national college football writer. Big 12 media days going on. The commissioner of the Big 12 kind of saying some interesting things today, throwing out some stuff. It wasn't earth-shattering, but it was interesting to me. We'll get to that. Brian Noe is on the way, Fox Sports Radio host, national host here on the Nate Brown Show. Brian Noe pops in. We're going to go out to Aberdeen tonight, talk to David Tewksbury, Fox Sports Radio Aberdeen. He is on. Plus, Jerry Brewer covered the All-Star game last night. National League wins this thing. I know it felt like forever. Since the National League has won, for me, I'm always rooting for the National League as a Cubs fan, so I've, I've been wanting them to win. They haven't won since 2012. I didn't think it was that long. Finally, the National League wins after the Rockies catcher blasts a home run. I watched uh, a second half of the game last night. Good stuff. Jerry Brewer coming up. He was in Seattle, covers it for the Washington Post. We'll talk MLB with Jerry Brewer. And Kelvin Torvey drops by tonight. He's the head coach for the Post-22 Hard Hats. Hard Hats made a good showing out of the Gopher Classic in Minneapolis. Hard Hats coming back home and winning last night. They beat Sturgis up in Sturgis. So Post-22, 41-20. We'll talk to the head coach, Kelvin Torvey. So local, regional, national, the show will try to have something for everybody. Today we can get you on. 720-1067 is our number. 720-1067. That's how you get in touch with us. And the Barons Wilson text line open and ready. 720-1067. Direct text the show. Your takes there. We'll get them on the air as well. All right. So middle of the week, and it's baseball season. Okay. Now, I was thinking about something here, and, and then people have been telling me that I'm missing something in the South Dakota baseball scene. Okay. I've been thinking about this, saying, okay, 
We've di- we've discussed how how Legion baseball has been very popular here in Rapid City for a long time because of David Pluth and um, Dave. He he had a legendary program, right? We all know that by now. So you follow Post 22. Some of you guys played for the Hard Hats all the way back in the day, winning the state championships, and it's it's the most successful program in the state. I mean, when you look across all sports. So Legion Baseball in Rapid City has been very popular. You've been wanting to be a part of the Post 22 program for many, many years. And I, I looked at this picture that we had. Our announcer, Jerome Wickersham, took a picture from the Firecracker Tournament. And I was gone last week, as you all know. Well, I looked at this picture, though, and I threw it out there. It was a massive crowd. Now, I know it's Firecracker Night. It was Firecracker Night. It was a huge crowd. And I said, is this the biggest Legion baseball crowd in the country? And, and I really I really wonder that. I really believe when you have support like that for a Legion baseball program, this isn't like minor league baseball. Now, it's nothing like that. This is a Legion baseball program in Rapid City, a premier stadium that they have now, and a massive following, especially on Firecracker Night. You throw it in, it's like a sellout. It's crazy. So I said... Legion baseball in South Dakota is the most popular form of baseball, correct? That that's what I that's what I throw out today. And then people have, have started this debate with me today. So I, I thought I'm gonna bring it into the show. I'm gonna bring this into the show and ask the audience because many of you, maybe you're from Rapid City, maybe you're not. I've been here a long time now, over 20 years. So I've been here a long time, but I come from Montana. And I've never seen Legion Baseball even be followed as closely as it is here. So it's a testament to Dave Plouffe and the Post-22 program and the whole thing. My point being, I'm being argued on this from folks East River, that Legion Baseball is actually not the biggest form or most popular form of baseball in the state. They're telling me it's South Dakota amateur baseball. Okay, so... Here's the argument uh, we have going, and I want to start this question of the day. So you throw out your answer, and you guys fill me in on what I'm missing because I got to tell you, when I think uh, baseball in South Dakota, I always see that there's media coverage East River. I see this in, like, uh, Mitchell. I see it up in Aberdeen. Uh, Where else? Like, Yankton. Sioux Falls, a little bit, not much, but I'm seeing this stuff throughout these communities East River. And they're covering South Dakota amateur baseball like it's kind of like minor league baseball. I mean, some of the coverage, they they get as much coverage as like the Canaries, almost. It sometimes seems that way to me. So I started wondering, what am I missing on this uh, South Dakota amateur front? Because I'm thinking about Rapid City and I go, "Is is there amateur baseball in the Black Hills that I'm missing or that I haven't been able to follow that I'm just in the dark on? And I'm looking at who played in the state tournament last year. Apparently, we have a couple of amateur baseball teams right here in town. And I was not totally aware of this. I think it was more popular back in the day. Now, this, the the teams are still going. They made the state tournament last year. What was it? The Rapid City Diamondbacks? I had no clue. The Rapid City A's, right? And I, <laughs> I didn't know this was in existence. But everybody back East River is telling me, South Dakota amateur baseball is big. So if you have an East River connection, you tell me today, what's the most uh, passionate, 
What's the best following? What's the biggest following baseball-wise in the state of South Dakota? That's my question. Is it Legion baseball overall, or is it South Dakota amateur baseball? That's my question to you today. And I threw it out. And as a matter of fact, we have a lot of followers from East River, Sioux Falls, Yankton, that area. I threw it out to the audience on Twitter, and the answers are coming in, and they're they're interesting because here's here's the results right now. 56% right now on the poll on Twitter, 56% say amateur baseball is more popular and has a better following in South Dakota than Legion baseball. Now, I'm going to say this. 56% say amateur baseball is more popular. 44% of people say it's still Legion baseball. It's two different things. High school age kids and then guys that are playing um, after they get out of organized baseball, essentially, right? After they get out of organized baseball. But I had no clue that the amateur baseball back East River I know it's kind of popular. I didn't think you had crowds showing up for it, crowds watching. I was even told today you have some teams that that people actually follow from the smaller towns. They'll make trips, and they'll go and watch some of the amateur games. And so I asked, okay, if if, uh, the Legion baseball tournament's in Yankton this year, for example, the Hard Hat's more than likely going to go to Yankton to the state tournament in a couple of weeks. And then the state amateur tournament's going to be in Aberdeen. Which tournament would be bigger? I kind of threw that out as well. I want to determine that kind of gives you a sense for, is it just mom and dad going to watch Legion? A lot of times it probably is, mom, dad, family. But I do think some of the communities like ours, Rapid City, we come out a lot better to watch baseball than most um, when the team that we're watching isn't even playing. That's my point. The Firecracker Tournament, yeah, it was packed for the Hard Hats. They made the championship. They won it. That's always a big plus. But Rapid City's come out to watch baseball much better than most communities. Is is Aberdeen going to come out and watch a South Dakota amateur baseball tournament? That's my question. I'm not. I'm clueless on it because it's something that does not gain traction out here at all. I really don't believe it does. And back East River, I'm wondering how has it gained so much more traction? The answers that are coming in, let's take a look. 720-1067. You tell me your uh, read on it. Which baseball seems more passionate and has more of a following? Honestly, Legion or amateur? Because I'm out to lunch on amateur. I am totally out to lunch. I'm, (laughs) I'm surprised by it that... People are watching some of these small towns. Um, they're actually going to watch in the games. It's a competitive league and the whole thing. Rapid City used to have a basin league back in the day, like 60s, 70s, right? They used to have a basin league. Now, that was collegiate. That was an actual competitive league, different than amateur. So I want to make sure everybody's kind of aware. That's different. The basin league was different than amateur baseball. How is amateur baseball Winning this poll is bigger than Legion baseball? I'm not buying it. Um, thanks for calling. You're live, and you go ahead. Well, don't be so quick not to buy. What do you got? You know, no, Nate, and you call it, ask anybody over 60. Back in the 90s, there'd be five, 600 fans at a Legion baseball game at post 22. 
Okay. I don't care if they were playing Spearfish, uh, South Canyon Elementary School. So the great you, crowds. Great crowds. Great crowds. Okay. And you know the firecracker? Now, they, they didn't do a 50-50. But, Nate, you know how many nights and how many days there were six, seven, eight, nine, a thousand dollar pot for 50-50. Yeah, I believe that. You, yeah. you got to have a lot of people for that. Okay. Them crowds, firecracker night. I don't care if it's raining. You're going to pack that stadium. That's I'm telling you though. It, that's impressive to me. It still is impressive oh, that is. you get that and many I'm not people in the game. You know, you very rare that you will see that in Omaha. You By know, that way. many people. But in Omaha, we got 26, 28 Legion teams in Omaha. You know, give me the Google. Is there amateur just baseball Google down there? Amateur baseball in Omaha, and I'll guarantee you, you'll find 50 teams. Okay. Is it big down there? It is. Okay. Because you get a lot of college players playing it, Nate. Then you get the guys that didn't make the majors that are playing. You know, it's huge. So are, are you telling and me the Sioux Falls, are you telling me the Sioux Falls squirrels against uh, Aberdeen amateur game is bigger than post-22 playing Sioux Falls it's, East it's, this weekend? Well, yeah, see, you're talking one team, one Legion team out of the whole state, okay? Sioux Falls East don't draw a firecracker night. But, you know, Nate, you get 150 people to watch a Legion game now, and I'm guessing on the number, but I'm not that far off. It's, you know, a senior pass for uh, Legion now is 90 bucks. Who's going to pay that, Nate? <laughs> I'll sit on the outside of the fence and make my own hot dogs with a little portable grill. All right. Uh, I'm just saying, but if you go East River, amateur baseball is the call thing. Kevin Morshin. Morshin, he's a local boy. Kevin yes, Morshin. I know Kevin. Yes. Oh yeah, ask him. He's been playing amateur. I think he's still playing, throwing that knuckle or whatever the heck you want to call that pitch. Well, and maybe, he's 60 years old. Okay, maybe he's listening. He's called in before. We'll see. All right, man. You know it's but. The Legion, I think amateur baseball. Here in town, we got four teams. I can remember 10 years ago, and you had 12, 15 teams. Uh, okay, that's what I was thinking. It was bigger here in town a while ago. It was. See, see Legion is huge here. Okay. It's not but big. But not as huge on the east side. Amateur baseball, every little town on the east of the east of the river yeah, it's has something. got a baseball team. It is something. It really is. And if you look in the Mitchell Republic, you can get it online. Um they give amateur scores in multiple days a week in standings and rankings. I know. I get, more, I get my rankings for Legion from the Mitchell Republic because I can't find it here. All right, buddy. I appreciate it. Thanks yep, for getting in. Um, it's interesting. It's interesting to me. So so here's one of the listener responses. Um Nate, kind of depends on where you're at, if amateur is more popular or if Legion. If you're in Rapid, it's Legion. But if you're East River, like Renner, it's amateur. I'd guess the amateur championships draw better than the Legion ones. Really? See, that's what I'm looking at it going. If we had the state tournament here at Post 22, we had it last year. If we had the state tournament again, the state Legion baseball tournament draws more than the state amateur tournament in Aberdeen, right? 
I mean, I don't have the ticket uh, tickets in front of me. I don't have the gate receipts <laughs> in front of me. But um, that response is a guy who's followed amateur baseball, and he's he's guessing that the state amateur tournaments draw more than the state le- or the state legion tournaments. And people are like traveling to watch these teams, like like not all over the state, but you're going to actually go and watch, uh, drive to another town and and watch the amateur baseball games. It's a whole new avenue of a South Dakota sports scene that I, I I knew about it. I don't think I'm quite up to speed of how big you think it is, uh, East River wise. I still say Legion. Um, I still say Legion has a bigger footprint there. It, and it's high school players. I still think there's there's a better following for Legion, I believe, than amateur statewide. Because, again, amateur, we have teams here. I'm not aware of them. Hardly at all. Hardly at all. Uh, let's see here. Listener text coming in. Um, 56% of your audience has no clue. <laughs> the 56% that said uh, amateurs bigger than Legion. Uh, he says, Aberdeen, Pierre, Mitchell, they always support Legion ball. Legion ball is better baseball. Is that right? Legion ball. Who would win? Who would win? A, a good post-22 team or a, a, a South Dakota amateur team? I'm, I'm kidding, right? <laughs> Am I? Well, the amateur team would win, right? Wouldn't the amateur team win? They're, these guys are actually men, right? They're older, a little stronger, can throw some gas. Um, now, a good post-22 team, we've had some good ones. We've had some good ones. I get it. Who would win? Okay. Uh, let's see here. Listener text coming in. Oh, this is uh, this is good stuff. Back in 2021, Mitchell's Cadwell Park generated more than $56,000 during the South Dakota Amateur Baseball Tournament. So they generated 56000 I don't know how to reference that. How much does the firecracker generate? How much does the firecracker generate? It's got to be a pretty big number, right? Um, by the way, the 56000 how much of that at the uh, amateur baseball tournament was beer sales? Anyway, uh, <laughs> I've, I've heard it's a good time. That's all. I've heard it's a good time, amateur baseball. Let's see. Listener text. Amateur baseball is huge East River. West side of the state lost the following late 90s. McKeague Field was always humming during amateur baseball. So I knew a guy here in town that he said he played amateur baseball, and it was pretty big, okay? And amateur baseball, to me, here in towns must have fallen by the wayside here for the most part. And, and I think about it, and I say some of the small communities back East River, they still – engage with it. They're still interested in it. It's kind of been a tradition. I think Rapid City is a bigger town. There's so many different things to pull you here and pull you there. I don't see the amateur baseball piece um, taking off again in Rapid City. I do not see that. Uh, Let's see. Listener text, um, playing, not playing. Playing, not playing. I don't know. I didn't follow you. Uh, listener text, Firecracker has a beer tent as well. Yeah. <laughs> I, that's right. For just that tournament, right? Just that tournament. Okay, one more. Let's see. 
Uh, Fitzgerald Stadium was built for the Rapid City Chiefs in the 50s. My dad was on the first post-22 team to play games there. Interesting. Interesting. Good stuff all across the board. Um, Lister text, WNAX used to do radio play-by-play. Of amateur baseball? The WNAX is a great station in South Dakota. It's a massive station out of uh, Yankton. And they used to do radio play-by-play of amateur baseball. Very interesting. Uh, Listener text on the way. Nate Brown show here. Question of the day is, what is more popular in South Dakota? The biggest baseball scene is my question for you. Legion or amateur? Biggest baseball scene in South Dakota. Best following. Uh, 56%. Let's let's update the poll. Make sure we got it. Yes, 57% say amateur baseball now. 43% telling me Legion Baseball, and the poll continues to change as people vote on Twitter. Uh, listener text, this shows the importance of media coverage, Nate, to build support and community culture over the years. Listener text, areas like Mitchell, there's great amateur baseball coverage in the, in the media, and it's thrived. Meanwhile, around Sioux Falls, that's an area of, uh, that needs improvement. But Rapid City and media coverage of Post-22 has been great over the years. Yes, I would agree with that. I think that's spot on. Uh, how do communities engage with teams and know baseball and know what's going on? It's a lot of times through the media, right? And we play that part. We cover Post-22. I've done that since we've started the station. We've had Post-22 games on. We have Kelvin Torvey on this show every week. So, so it tells the story of your brand, of your team, of your program, Okay. And, and the amateur teams get coverage back East River. And I think that does make a big difference, keeping that kind of um, up to the top of the list as far as, oh, no, this is legitimate. Amateur baseball is legitimate East River. We get media coverage. It does matter. Thanks for calling. You're live today, and you go ahead. Hey, Nate. How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. What do you say on this? Well, I think amateur baseball is more popular East River because their legion teams are all stink. So, <laughs> people would rather rather you know follow amateur baseball because their legion program is not very good for the most part. I, I just can't quite years. I just can't quite get that one. How amateur baseball can be that popular? Um, essentially, it's I mean it's not minor league baseball. It's guys that are after school and and they kind of put a team together. It's interesting to me that it captivates uh, audiences. Know, Steve was Steve was right. You know, I've been here forty plus years, and uh, there was a huge amateur baseball league right here in town for a long, long time. And I think guys just you know they, they got kids involved in the activities, and they just don't have time to put the time and effort required to play baseball. They're, a lot of them are playing slow pitch softball because they can you know games last an hour. They can you know you don't have to practice. <laughs> You know, getting quite as good a condition as you do for baseball, and I just think it's a time situation for uh, guys now to, to play baseball. It's too much of a time commitment, and they're involved. You know, coaching their own kids or watching their own. Kids why, play. But I mean, back East River, they're playing. Why? Why did it die here? Why did it die well, here? In the small towns, you know, what else is really going on in the summertime? In a small town, I think there's that's not, right. I do. There's not high school sports going on. You know, high school sports are followed big in the uh, during the school year in small towns, but in the summertime, it's basically amateur baseball. And maybe I don't know how many of those small 
towns even have legion baseball. Most of them, I don't think they do. Um, but, you know, Rapid City, obviously, um, legion baseball is king. And, and uh, it's a situation where guys are just, you know, don't have the time anymore to play play baseball. My guys that get too old, obviously, it's a physical issue for them to keep playing. How were, how were the crowds watching amateur baseball here in Rapid City? That's my question. That, that tells me what a following is. Very small. Okay. Basically family members, okay. spouses, okay. kids. Um, not you know, not not post twenty two following. I mean, there's there's people that go to post twenty two games that don't have kids in the program anymore, and they've been going for twenty years. You know, and Steve talked about Omaha. I played amateur baseball in Omaha for a long time, and and again, many years ago, there were a bunch of teams in Omaha, and I don't even think there's a league anymore. Oh, okay. And even and even oh. Legion. You know, he said, "Well, you have twenty six to twenty eight or thirty, you know, class double A, triple A high schools in Omaha." But I've been to Legion tournaments in Nebraska, and you're lucky to get 500 people. Really? For, uh, really? For state okay. Yeah. yeah. Huh. All they right. don't, they, you know, they're just, Omaha, you got so much other things going on, other sports going on. You can you can follow. they got a AAA baseball team in the summer, Kansas City Royals, AAA farm team. Yeah, yeah, that's that's tough to you compete, know, really. Yes. You've got other, other you know, better right. city like right. that. And, and, but Nebraska's never supported Legion baseball well. Hmm. I played myself, and I've, like I said, I've been to a number of state tournaments down there before I moved up here. The crowds were never that great. That's why the teams come up here like to the firecracker, and they're just amazed. Okay. So we don't get state. No, I will get say state that. I mean, near that. The, the support post 22's gotten here has been unreal. It really has. Thanks for getting in. I appreciate okay. it. Um, I mean, that that's my point is I come at it from Montana. I grew up playing baseball in Montana. They didn't support Legion baseball up there like this in Billings. I mean, we have some good programs there in Billings. They didn't support it like Post-22's been supported. As a matter of fact, I don't know if any programs do. I mean, it's, it's, it's a unique scenario here in Rapid City. Legion baseball here in Rapid just, I believe, beats amateur baseball East River myself. I, I believe that, the the following, the passion, um, that whole thing. But I'm surprised this amateur baseball piece is as big as it really is. It gets daily coverage, East River. I mean, I come in to do the show, and I'm seeing guys, uh, East River, talking about this team and that team. <laughs> I'm going, who are the Sioux Falls Squirrels? I don't. <laughs> I guess I'll find out. Uh, let's see. Listener text coming in. After playing in college, I played amateur baseball for 20 years. I remember representing South Dakota going down to Arizona and playing the, as the South Dakota Rushmores. Rod Merriam, um, they all came from the Rapid City Drillers. Kip Coates, oh, some good names there. Some good names in the baseball world. In Rapid City. That's good stuff. Thanks for that text. Uh, listener text mentioned Ralph Macy amateur teams of the 70s. I played on an amateur team in Rapid City in the mid-70s, and usually Macy's would beat us with a perfect game from Doug Stanford. Look at all these Look at all these amateur baseball guys coming out. This is amazing. Amateur baseball was a thing here, um, and it's really gone by the wayside. What's the answer? What's bigger in South Dakota? I still believe... Legion Baseball has a bigger footprint statewide. I still believe Legion Baseball's the statewide footprint makes it count. Um, 
the audience, the East River audience is saying it's amateur baseball. 57% say it's the biggest following of baseball in South Dakota. Let's take a timeout. I've got a story about a baseball team from Omaha, okay? that I have to get into this today. i got a, a good show lined up. We couldn't get into it. I'm going to get into this later on, this baseball team from Omaha. And it's a really interesting scenario. I'm going to ask you your thoughts on it coming up. First, let's go college football. Brian Fisher, national college football writer for Fox Sports. Big 12 commissioner talked today. He said, we have a plan for expansion in the Big 12. Brian Fisher next. From high school to college to the pros, this is the Nate Brown Show on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM Fox Sports Rapid City. Warren Chemical and Equipment Company has a five-step lawn care program to make your lawn the best it can be. Let Warren take care of your lawn weeds, plus five applications of fertilizer and micronutrients for a green, healthy lawn. We also offer lawn aeration to help your lawn breathe. Warren's five-step lawn pro service is the original lawn service company in Rapid City. Single applications of weed and feed or just lawn weeds are also available. Call Warren Chemical and Equipment Company for an estimate on our five-step lawn care program for your lawn. Phone 342 Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 61 tonight under clear skies, northwesterly winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies tomorrow, chance for scattered storms, 86. Slight chance for scattered storms again tomorrow night, lows around 59, partly cloudy. Low 80s Friday and Saturday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 79. We're all going somewhere. Going higher, faster, farther. Going in new directions, to new places. At Monument Health, we keep going so you can keep going. We're dedicated to advanced orthopedic care. With the latest innovations, technology, expertise, and treatment. So keep exploring. Keep making memories. Keep going with Monument Health as your partner. Learn more at monument.health slash orthopedics. If you want the peace of mind that your next pre-owned vehicle is the best it can be, you want Honda True. And you only find it at Danny Manholt Rushmore Honda. Our Honda certified pre-owned vehicles are thoroughly inspected and backed by 7-year, 100,000-mile powertrain coverage, up to two complimentary oil changes, 24-7 roadside assistance, inspection report, and three-day exchange. You simply can't buy the wrong vehicle. Search our inventory at honda-true.com or see us at Denny Menholt Rushmore Honda. Want to see a show at Deadwood Mountain Grand? How'd you like everything taken care of before you hit town? First Gold Gaming Resort's concert packages include prime seats to the show and overnight stay in our Travelodge. $40 in free play, two breakfast entrees, plus transportation to and from First Gold and Deadwood Mountain Grand. See the Happy Together Tour, Jay Leno, Rodney Carrington, Three Dog Night, or Grand Funk with Jefferson Starship, starting as low as $190. Book your concert package right now by calling 1-800-274-1876. Hey, it's Chris Broussard. Remember to catch the iCouple weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, let's get back to Rapid City sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live, Fox Sports Rapid City, your sports, your show. 
Thanks for being here. Good stuff today on the uh, question of the day so far. What's the better baseball scene in South Dakota? Legion baseball or amateur baseball? A lot of East River people are chiming in today from from Mitchell, Yankton. I got people on social media saying it's amateur baseball by far. I still believe Legion baseball, bigger footprint, uh, more popular in South Dakota. Legion baseball. I'm probably biased with the post-22 factor here in town. All right. Uh, Brian Fisher's on right now. National College football writer, FoxSports.com. Find him on Twitter at Brian D. Fisher. Brian, thanks for coming on. How are you? I'm doing well. Good to be on with you. Well, I appreciate your time. I want to start Big 12 here because Brett Yermark's the commissioner, and he gave a pretty big talk today and kind of a, I don't know, kind of a corporate uh, approach here of here's what we've done and, and here's what we're going to do. And the commissioner, one of, the, one of my takeaways, he said, we have a plan for expansion, but uh, he's not going to tell us that plan. What should we think about where the Big 12's at? Well, I think they're kind of in a holding pattern with, uh, you know, given the, the state of flux that the Pac-12 is, is currently in, that's uh, obviously one aspect to where they can, can pretty expand pretty easily, uh, you know, in terms of adding a lot of those four corner schools, maybe even beyond that. But, uh, you know, I, I think this is much more of a case of, yes, Brett Yormark wants to expand, but I, I, I'm not quite sure that his presidents that he ultimately reports to there in the Big 12 are you know totally comfortable? Uh, I guess in terms of uh, adding some, some more mouths, uh, in, you know, the, in terms of uh, replacing Texas and Oklahoma. Whether you want to stay at 14 moving forward, whether you want to at least experiment and say, hey, how are we going to do with, with just 12? And and there's really not many obvious targets. You know, he, he has talked about you know getting into a fourth time zone and, and getting into Pacific time with um, you know possibly San Diego State. I, I don't think that's uh, necessarily on the front burner though. So uh, you know, really the. The Big 12 is kind of in wait-and-see mode, and, uh, you know, the decision on expansion is, is ultimately going to be driven outside of Irving and, and not in that conference office because uh, this is about the, a lot of schools and uh, a lot of others, you know, really trying to make decisions for themselves. And uh, given the state of, of flux in college athletics, it, it might be might be next week before he can answer on that. It might be uh, next, uh, next couple of years. Okay, I'll ask you, there was a bunch of buzz here about a month ago. Oh, Colorado. Colorado could go to the Big 12. Where was that coming from, and now it's like dead? Well, I, you know, I think uh, Colorado has is is making sure that uh, you know, depending on what happens with this tactical media deal, that um, you know, if they're not satisfied with it, they they would at least have have a landing spot in in their old home and, uh, of the Big Twelve. And you know, I think there's been some certainly some folks that are, are influential at the school that always uh, you know thinks that uh, maybe the grass was, was still greener back in the, in the, at the old side of the fence and, uh, you know, playing a lot of their old rivals from, from their big eight days that are still uh, in the Big 12 and, and, and kind of looking wistfully for, for that uh, some of those uh, success stories uh, back then. And obviously, you know, Deion Sanders, uh, his connections to the state of Texas are, are well documented, and, and I th- I'm sure if you gave him a, uh, you know, a vote on the matter, he would say, let's go back to the Big 12. But uh, things are, are certainly much more complicated than that. And I think at the highest levels of, of the schools, you know, at the presidential level and, and, and up, uh, you know, they, they, they value that those ties uh, to the Pac-12 and ultimately want to stay uh, in the league. But uh, a lot of it's just going to come down to that TV deal and whether they, they remain happy, whether the others uh, you know, that are kind of in the same boat uh, remain happy with what they get in terms of exposure, in terms of money, that sort of thing. And so I think they're kind of in, in the holding pattern, but uh, really doing kind of their due diligence, um, you know, and, and having enough conversations to where they can be comfortable. If they need to move quickly, they probably can. Brian Fish. 
Fisher on tonight, college football writer, Fox Sports here on the Nate Brown Show. So you mentioned San Diego State, and they've been in this spot. Hey, we're, we're intend to leave the Mountain West. Well, no, we're going to stay for now. And then the Mountain West said, no, I think you're already out. So they got an issue going on there. It looks like they're going Pac-12. What should we think about the Pac-12's inability to lock up a media deal? It seems like it's holding up a lot of stuff. Where are they really at? It, yeah, yeah, it, it is. And, uh, you know, I think there's some some modest hope that, uh, you know, there will be something announced next week at, at Pac-12 Media Days at the very least. Um, but, uh, you know, we, we've kind of gone down this road before where, you know, you, you talk with folks around the league and you talk with people uh, that would know and you say, they say, you know, we're, we're getting close, but, you know, nothing ultimately ends up happening. And, um, you know, being in, in, in the room occasionally for, for some of these TV negotiation stuff, you know, like these things do take time. There, there are a lot of eyes to, to dot and, and, and teach across with, uh, with the lawyers and, and uh, getting some of the details uh, worked out and maybe they're just kind of being a little safe on that side uh, before jumping into things. But, um, you know, the bottom line is, uh, you know, the, the proofs needs to be kind of kind of shown in the, in the pudding right now. And, uh, you know, George Klyovkov has not done that. And so and, until that ends up happening and whenever that deal is announced, uh, you know, there's still going to be kind of this vacuum of information uh, about the Pac-12. And ultimately that kind of hurts the, the conference because you look at the Pac-12 right now, it should be a, a, an exciting story to tell. Uh, this year, yes, USC and UCLA are leaving, but look at what they have coming back quarterback. Look at really the top to bottom strength that the league has this year. I mean, it, it could be one of the most exciting seasons in in, in the Pac-12 and in recent memory. And instead, we're talking about the TV deal. And so, I think that's a, a bit of a failure on on the conference media, you know, conference, um, you know, leadership, if, if you will, in terms of not only kind of letting this this void and, and then this vacuum of of news and information continually to kind of seep out and leak and hurt the conference reputation, uh, but also on them to, to not get this, this deal done yet. So I think it's a, a combination of those two factors, and, and maybe we'll get something uh, next week for, for media day, and, and everything will be hunky-dory uh, at, the, at the end of the day. But uh, for right now, uh, everybody is just still kind of kind of waiting around for the Pac-12. Yeah, and that's the thing, Brian. I'm, I'm just speculating here, but it seems like it's just taken so long for the Pac-12 to get a media deal. Is it because, well, we can't get a deal that only gets us – 25 million each when the Big Ten's going to get 100 million each. Is it, is it something they just can't get enough and they don't want to have egg on their face? I, I think that's some of the, the, the issues here. You know, I, I think at the end of the day, um, you know, what, what's complicating with the, the Pac 12 is obviously they're taking all of their media rights to, to the market. So you're talking about everything that's on kind of the future of the Pac-12 networks and, and where, where do all those Olympic sports live and, and whatnot. So they, they have a little bit more complicated uh, negotiations than some of the teams like like the Big 12 recently went through with uh, you know with Fox and ESPN in terms of just taking their their first and, and second tier rights to the market. So um, they're in a, in a bit of a different boat. Um, but at the same time, you know, like we, we should at least have some sort of information and we should have some sort of deal going. And, and I think that's you know, really on the on leadership again, um, you know, to, to, to kind of move the needle a little bit. And, um, you know, everything I've heard is that they're pretty comfortable in terms of either meeting or, or exceeding what the Big 12 is, is going to get uh, moving forward after Texas and Oklahoma leave the, leave the uh, uh, league. And, and, and they, they will be fine with those type of numbers. But, you know, I think the, the other thing you got to keep in mind is, what does that do in terms of exposure? You know, are, are, are your fans going to still be able to see your game? Um, you know, what does that mean in terms of kickoffs? You know, I, I know the ADs around the league have uh, talked quite a bit with, you know, the conference leadership in terms of, 
doing something to make sure that they don't get all get stuck with a lot of seven thirty, uh, you know, PM kickoff games. So uh, it, it's, it's going to be fascinating, you know, to kind of see what the ultimate form this deal uh, ends up taking. Okay, uh, Brian Fisher on FoxSports.com, National College Football Writer, getting us started on a Wednesday. Uh, speaking of the Big Twelve, so Oklahoma's still there, and now they're getting ready to leave with Texas. Here's a thought that was thrown out. Oklahoma's going to the SEC. Is this going to be like Nebraska going to the Big Ten? They're going to go. Oklahoma was a power in the Big 12. They go to the SEC. They just become another team. I don't know about necessarily becoming just another team. You know, the, the, the levels of success that Oklahoma has had over a number of different leagues and a number of different coaches over the years, you know, this is a, a very resilient program. And, and they've done more with uh, with less uh, quite a bit and, and quite to a very successful level. And, and I wouldn't expect that to, to change. You know, there, there's strong leadership there at the, at the school. You know, I think Britton Venables can get things, uh, you know, rolling in the right direction as a head coach. But, um, you know, you're you know you're right in, in some sense that they're not going to be as successful as they was. You know, it, it's going to be impossible to be as successful as they were in the Big 12 in the SEC. That's just kind of the nature of the league. I mean, you're looking at, um, you know, outside of really Alabama having this sustained uh, run of excellence, you know, it's, it's been a league that, um, you know, one one team will come up for a couple of years and, you know, they'll they'll fade away. And, and it's just kind of the, the cycled nature of, of the SEC and really college football in general. And, um, you know, can Oklahoma rise to the top in the SEC? I, I have no doubt that they, they could. Uh, you know, should the right factors, you know, kind of align. But you know, at the end of the day, it, it's going to be a very more, a much more difficult league. Uh, there's no doubt about that. And they're, they're going to they're going to get used to that. But it also is going to allow them to, you know, expand their recruiting base a little bit more. They're, they're not going to be having to deal with, um, you know, playing with the Big 12. They, they can sell the recruits now that they, they're, they're going to the SEC, and they certainly are. And you look at the amount of transfers that Brent uh, Venables has brought in, I, I think this, this will be a much improved Sooners team, not only for 2023, but beyond as well. Big story of the week, Pat Fitzgerald. Brian, I'll let you run with this. Pat Fitzgerald gets fired after first being suspended two weeks. Northwestern assistant coaches are all going to be retained as of now. The story just seems bizarre because there was hazing allegations. Fitzgerald takes the fall. The other coaches are returning. Where's this going? Well, you know, I, I think it's going to be uh, potentially a, a very long and, and, and expensive legal battle for Northwestern, uh, you know, given the fact that, uh, you know, Pat Fitzgerald has retained some, some pretty high-priced attorneys. You know, I, I think there's still uh, reverberations, you know, that, that are still going to go on at the school with between the AD and the school president, uh, neither of whom are, are really much liked uh, by either the fan base, uh, the current staff, you know, the current players. You know, like there's just the way they've handled this these last couple of days uh, has, has really reflected poorly on them. So we'll, we'll ultimately see if they end up uh, even sticking around and, and making uh, a higher moving forward. But, um, you know, this is going to be a, a tough season for Northwestern. You know, I think there's there's no doubt about it that they were at least trending in the right direction of being improved from, from 1-11 last year. They, they did have some staff changes at the assistant level, you know, brought in some, several new uh, faces, especially on defense. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that's going to help a little bit. But, um, you know, the, the transfer portal is, is essentially open uh, with, with a lot of those guys who don't know necessarily who's going to be back uh, even, even six weeks out from the season who's going to be back on the roster at this point so uh, it's going to be a very difficult year uh, I think for for the Wildcats and um, you know ultimately it's going to be a unique coaching search um, you know if they wanted to they could probably go out and get get somebody that uh, is, is, is unemployed right now and, and find a pretty good fit uh, but uh, you're, you're still hiring somebody kind of on the doorstep of the season if you wait till you know November December or something like that um, you know maybe you could have your, your pick of the litter in terms of the market itself but at the same time it's, it's, it's a much more difficult job 
moving forward. And I think um, you know, Northwestern understands that uh, with the divisions going away in the Big Ten. At the end of the day, though, um, you know, there, there's a lot to like about the job, but there's there's some negatives as well, and they're going to have to battle that a little bit in addition to everything that's going on right now at the school uh, in terms of the perception and, and where they kind of go from here. Brian Fisher tonight, great stuff. College football national writer, FoxSports.com, has worked there. Hit it on Twitter as well at Brian D. Fisher. Brian, thanks for hopping on. I appreciate it. Absolutely, anytime. Thanks a lot. Brian Fisher, good stuff. National College football writer for Fox Sports, foxsports.com. Also on Twitter at Brian D. Fisher, getting us started on a Wednesday. How about that question? I might have to throw that into the question of the day. We, we might have to do that tomorrow in a debate. Does Oklahoma to the SEC become Nebraska to the Big Ten? Is Oklahoma the next Nebraska power competitive at the top, and then we go to the Big Ten, we got problems. Oklahoma goes to the SEC. Oklahoma's not going to win the SEC, guys. Oklahoma is not going to win the SEC. Now, I don't know if they're going to have sub-500 seasons. I'm not going to go that far. If uh, Missouri can be in the mix, I think Oklahoma's going to be fine. But I'm just telling you, is Oklahoma going to go and compete for a title in the SEC? I do not believe so. Not in the early uh, going here. Yeah, for that matter, Texas. They got big dollars, though, but they got a long way to go as well. Um, let's go to Brian No, Fox Sports Radio national host, one of my favorite guests. So here's what's happened today. This organization has done away with tradition. They've sold out. What should we think next? This is South Dakota's Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show, on FoxSportsRapidCity.com and live on 106.7 FM and 1150 AM, Fox Sports Rapid City. The Big White Ten is going up, and that means the 83rd Sturgis Rally is just weeks away. Hi, this is Kelly Rank from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Don't wait for the rally to shop the world's best selection of Harley-Davidsons in one place. Take your pick from over 150 new Harley-Davidsons in stock. From mild to wild, we have all the best new models and colors in stock. Looking for pre-owned? I have over 200 quality pre-owned Harleys in stock that are ready to rally. Buy now because once the rally starts, our inventory will quickly disappear. Come shop Black Hills Harley-Davidson off I-90 exit 55 in Rapid City, or check us out online at blackhillshd.com. Do you find yourself in a difficult legal situation? Whether it's a DUI, criminal charges, or an injury case, you need the right lawyer on your side. That's where Wrench Law comes in. With over 30 years of experience, Tim Wrench is a trial lawyer who knows the ins and outs of the legal system. Tim specializes in helping people in a jury trial get the best possible outcome for the case. Don't let legal troubles get in the way of your life. Contact Wrench Law today and get the help you need to move forward. Wrench Law, who you need when you're caught in a bind. Call 605-341-11. Hi, this is Dr. Dan Jensen at Physio. We want to be your trusted partner for physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab. As the official strength and conditioning partners for Stevens, Central, Douglas, and the Rapid City Rush, our team at Physio is building the best athletes in the Black Hills. If you have an athlete in the family, we offer long-term athlete development at affordable prices for middle and high school students. We also have the only board-certified sports PT in Rapid City. At our brand-new facility, Physio is ready to help you perform at your best. One-on-one physical therapy, athlete development, and sports rehab, all at one place. Get started at bhphysio.com. 
There's still time to landscape with 11% off lawn and garden supplies at Menards. Get huge last call savings on Bonnie plants, all on sale. Hurry, Goodwill supplies last. Landscape around trees and flowers with interlock edgers. Only 99 cents each after 11% off. Then brighten your landscape with LED Anoka solar lights. Just $3.99 each after rebate. Good through July 16th. Savings are mail-in rebate. Some exclusions apply. See store for details. Save big money at Menards. Here at Pizza Ranch, we believe in happy accidents. Like in 1964, when a Buffalo, New York restaurant owner accidentally bought chicken wings instead of chicken necks. The 60s were a crazy time. Well, decades later, and the mistake-turned-masterpiece is now at Pizza Ranch. Introducing our new traditional and boneless chicken wings, tossed in our signature sauces. Two more ways to get the country's best chicken available for carryout and delivery. Maybe it wasn't an accident after all. Just delicious fate. Pizza Ranch. Hi, it's Colin Coward. Great to be in the Black Hills. Getting heard weekdays, 10 to 1 on 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports, Rapid City. Welcome back in the Nate Brown Show Live South Dakota Sports Talk Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Matt Kearney in studio. We're rolling on a Wednesday. Good stuff tonight. Jerry Brewer is going to join us. National writer, Washington Post. He covered the All-Star game in Seattle last night. Brian knows on tonight. Fox Sports Radio. You hear him right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And he's on Twitter at The No Show. And he's in on his favorite station in the country. He just loves the Black Hills, right, Brian? How are you? I am great, Nate. I love the Black Hills from South Bend to South Dakota. I feel like it was meant to be all along between us. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Um, And I like South Bend, by the way, uh, because I come back to Notre Dame and I've watched so many games back there. I have some buddies back there. Just a great tradition of my life. Did I tell you that? Have I told you that? I come back to Notre Dame for, well, I haven't done it for a couple of years, but I come back to a Notre Dame game every year. I No, you haven't told wow. me this. You're holding out on me. When's the last time you made it back here to South Bend? Well, it's probably been a few years now. I mean, I'm getting old, Brian, but um, I got to get back there. You're reminding me. I have to, but I used to do it. It was a tradition. We go every year, and um, so get ready. I might be calling you. Sleep on your couch. Hey, man, you're always welcome. And uh, real fast, Nate, what was the uh, the best game you saw and the worst result, like Notre Dame-wise? Um, I'm going to say best game was Notre Dame-Michigan here years ago. College game day was there. Uh, this was Jim Harbaugh coming in, and, and Notre Dame um, was, was playing really, really well and got the win. That was the best game. I'm going to say worst game was back in uh, – Brady Quinn's time, Jeff Samarja, Brady Quinn, and they had a really tough battle with Pitt. I'm going way back there for you. <laughs> That's it. Hot tub time machine stuff. I remember those days very well. Samarja, number 83. Yes. Yeah, he had a couple of really good seasons for Notre Dame. Sure. Okay, I love it. And I did. Uh, I just forgot about the Charlie Weiss era. No, I came back oh. during that time, but I forgot about that era. Um, let me get into this. I want to get your read on, speaking of tradition, Notre Dame, one of those all-time, those uniforms are untouchable, right? They have the real gold in the helmets. Uh, it, those uniforms are untouchable. Just like the New York Yankees, Brian. But the Yankees are getting rid of tradition. They are going with a sponsorship patch 
on the pinstripes, and it says, it's a beautiful patch. It says, Star Insurance. It's like, huh? Uh, Yankees going star insurance on the pinstripes. Your read on that. Well, the first question I have is, where is it? Is this, I'm guessing it's on one of the sleeves. Yes, is that right where on they the would sleeve. Play? Okay. Yes. Yeah. I mean, look, I remember taking calls years ago when the NBA was going to come up with those patches on the jerseys. And there were people that were, calling up saying, I will never watch another NBA game again because of these patches. And I'm like, you guys are psychos. There's no way that you're not going to watch the Bucks because there's a Harley Davidson patch on Giannis's jersey. You know what I mean? So I, I don't have an issue with it. I hear what you're saying. It's the pinstripes. It is a famous uniform. But at the end of the day, it's still a famous uniform with a patch on one of the sleeves that you barely notice, and they're getting some coin. I don't have an issue with it. It's not like... I think of those, sometimes the WNBA jerseys, at least they used to have it, where they didn't even have the name of the team sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> it was all just kind of like NASCAR. Right. It was just a bunch of sponsors. That's over the top to me. But if I can see the NY, I can see the pinstripes, and there's this tastefully done little sleeve patch, I oh, don't have an issue with tastefully it. Tastefully done, yes. Star insurance. It's just beautiful on those pinstripes. <laughs> um, let me ask you. You and I are in the sponsorship business. We get it. Uh, I've got to sell. we got to do sponsorships. I mean, we get it, okay? So so I'm not against the sponsorships in sports. I, I think you just it, – it's business. My deal is, how about Notre Dame? Let's throw it out. College sports. What if you had a patch on the Notre Dame jersey? I mean, what if you had, um, you know, I don't know, senior frogs on a Notre Dame jersey? I mean, what are you going to say about that? I, listen, I hear you. It depends where. If it's on one of the sleeves, I can deal with that okay. If it's front and center on the chests or like the NBA, it depends what the sponsor is. They've had, I want to say they've had an Under Armour patch before. I know they've had an Adidas patch before. No big deal. It really depends on what it is. And I get it, right? Like Notre Dame, the Yankees, they're swimming in cash. So I get the argument. It's like a baseball game. This is the same argument with Wrigley and them having, uh, you know, sponsorships on the on the Ivy. Right, and that's like right. the holiest of holies. And some people lost their freaking minds. And then you start to get used to it. And you're like, it almost seemed weird if there wasn't an ad where the backdrop is, you know, or in the outfield, along the outfield fence. So I think you get used to a lot of those things, but I do understand the argument of, hey, when's enough enough when you're, you know, you're just taking any sort of money you can get and putting it anywhere. I, I get that there is a limit as far as that goes. Brian no on tonight, Fox Sports Radio national host here on the Nate Brown Show. Um, my idea is this. Let's have the colleges do it, Notre Dame, Huskers. Let's have them do it and then take that sponsorship patch money and give that to the players. How about you divvy mm. that up to the players? Are you in on that? Well, you could use it for NIL purposes. Yeah. That's the best way to spin it, you know, <laughs> especially in colleges. Well, yeah, we've got this senior frogs patch because we're using the coin for NIL money so we can win more games. That's definitely the way you spin it. I'm totally behind that. I don't know how you would spin it with the Yankees. You could do the same thing in terms of payroll. 
But it's, I think it's an easier sell with NIL. All right. I'm with you on that. I, I do. I, I'm like, if, you, if they ever do that, do you ever think we'll see that, Brian? Last one on this. Like, will we see colleges go sponsorship patches? Uh, you could. You could. I find it harder to see just because they'd make money off of NIL. They're not paid employees. So it just doesn't land well to put a patch on a jersey when the players aren't getting that money and they're not paid employees. So if it does happen, I don't think it's going to be for a while. It lands well if it's $10 million a year. Hey, (laughs) yo, come on. Um, All right, Uh, let me get to this. NBA just announced this today. Um, One of the big rule changes. So there will be a technical for flopping. So so the officials in the NBA are going to call flopping. It's an automatic technical. Is it needed? It is needed. I back it, but not to be a, a contradiction here. I think it's going to be controversy city here, yes, Nate. Yes. I'm behind it. I like it. I'm tired of all the over-the-top acting. And so this is a good, good punishment that's it's got some meat behind it. It's got some teeth. You have to have a legitimate punishment. $5,000 for a first offense and then $10,000. The old system, that's not going to do it. But a free throw, especially in the fourth quarter of a nip and tuck game, like that's a significant punishment that absolutely will lessen the amount of flopping that goes on in the NBA. It's just, man, for the officials to call this, it's got to be pretty obvious. It's got to be egregious. Because this has a punishment that has major, major teeth and major impact in a game. So the last thing an official wants to do is to mess it up. We had one call in the summer league, and the Utah Jazz crew, they were like, we watched the replay. That doesn't look like a flop to us. And then you get into Nate. you got to call the outside strike for both sides. You know, like, hey, there was a flop on Embiid. Well, what about Jason Tatum? Looks yeah. like he just flopped there, so... There's going to be a lot of controversy with this. I like it. I think it's needed. But, man, that's from a fan's point of view. I would assume that the officials have a different point of view with this whole thing. I think it's really subjective, really subjective. It's like pass interference. There's pass interference on every ball that's thrown up half the time. Um, it's going to be interesting. Flopping in the NBA now gets you a technical Look out! You're gonna. You think guys complain a lot now? Uh, just wait yeah. for those calls. Uh, last one for Brian. No, it's hard knocks. It's Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, as they report on July 19th. Hard knocks. Are you in? I'm in. I'm all in. That was the only team they could have gone with. I don't want to see the Bears. I don't want to see the Saints. I certainly don't want to see the Commanders. So yeah, it had to be the Jets. And you get all the storylines with Aaron Rodgers and then Brees Hall coming back. You got the two rookies of the year and Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner. You got some personality on that team. Robert Sala, can he take a step forward as the head coach? I think it's going to be great. That was by far the team that they had to land, and that's who they're going with. I think it's going to be tremendous. Yeah, I'm with you on that one. That's the choice. Uh, the Jets on Hard Knocks NFL Films just announced it today. Brian Noe is on today. Find him on Twitter at The No Show. Fox Sports Radio, get ready to hear him. He's live. Brian, always good, man. Thanks for hopping on. You know, shout out to the Black Hills, Nate. Shout out to you. And I hope everything goes great with you this evening and hope to catch up with you soon. All right, man. Be ready. I'm going to be calling you for the couch in a Notre Dame trip.
<laughs> I'm going to be calling him. Brian No on tonight, Fox Sports Radio, uh, national host here on the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Good stuff with Brian No. Um, let's get back to this debate tonight. Our question of the day is, if you haven't caught it, what's bigger? What's the bigger baseball scene in South Dakota? Legion or amateur? This is a big debate. I got people on both sides. And I got a guy who's texting in. Get this. He says post-22 would beat 90% of the amateur teams right now. They'd beat 90% of the amateur teams right now. The, the amateur guys, they played college. Some of these guys played college. And post-22 is going to beat them? Well, he says, you know, the, the hard hats are throwing 85 miles an hour. And he said some of these amateur guys are in their 40s. Well, hang on a second. I'm in my 40s. What are you saying? What, what do I have left? Church Lake softball? Yeah, I get it. Um, David Tewksbury's on. He's in Aberdeen. That's where the state amateur tournament's going to be. What's David Tewksbury from Fox Sports Aberdeen say about amateur versus legion? What's bigger in the state? Next. Live callers, big-time interviews, and breaking sports news. This is the Nate Brown Show on Fox Sports Rapid City. Before you buy, shop Gateway Autoplex. Are you looking to trade your vehicle and get ready for winter? Well, stop into the nicest pre-owned inventory of Fords, Lincolns, Dodges, Chevys, and save thousands. Hey, and Gateway's looking for some more inventory, so if you want to sell your car, truck, or SUV, stop on down for an offer today. So for the best car buying experience in Rapid City or the best credit rebuilder program, stop down to 410 North Campbell Street or 123 Omaha. I'm Scott Hanna. And I'm Adam Ray. And nobody, I mean nobody, beats a Gateway deal. Here's your Fox Sports Rapid City forecast. Lows sit down to about 61 tonight under clear skies, northwesterly winds, 5 to 10 miles per hour. Mainly sunny skies tomorrow, chance for scattered storms, 86. Slight chance for scattered storms again tomorrow night, lows around 59, partly cloudy. Low 80s Friday and Saturday with a chance for scattered thunderstorms Friday. That's your forecast on the Black Hills Sports Station, Fox Sports Rapid City. Currently, it's 79. This isn't just the sound of a legendary Brunswick pool table. It's the sound of families about to make memories together. And while this may sound like the hum of a spa, listen closely and you'll hear backyard fun for years to come. So while Splash City's guarantee of quality sure sounds good, we know quality time sounds even better. What's another burger? Splash City, 1024 West Omaha, across from Connects in Rapid City. Are you thinking about starting or expanding a business? At Black Hills Federal Credit Union, our dedicated business lending team focuses on understanding our members' unique needs and truly wants to help them succeed. From the loans to get your business off the ground to the accounts to keep it running, we offer unique products with your business's best interest in mind. Learn more at bhfcu.com or text or call 605-718-1818. BHFCU is a member-owned, not-for-profit. If you're in the market for a vehicle right now, you probably have noticed it's sometimes hard to find the right one. That's where Summit Automotive Group steps in. Stacy and Matt and their staff working hard to get a great selection of pre-owned vehicles at affordable prices. At Summit Automotive, they have a different outlook on selling you a vehicle. You'll experience stress-free shopping, friendly, honest service with no high-pressure sales gimmicks. Before you buy, drop by East Highway 44, summitautogrp.com. 
Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. I'm on my way, I'm making it. I've got to make it show. Hey, welcome back in. South Dakota Sports Talk Show on a Wednesday. The Nate Brown Show Live, 106.7 FM, 1150 AM. Thanks for listening on the radio, Fox Sports Rapid City. Also, bring us up anywhere, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Live stream us on your phone anywhere, foxsportsrapidcity.com. A reminder, if you missed some of the guests, some of the segments, the Nate Brown Show podcast always available for you. So if you download podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you go, Amazon, the Nate Brown Show podcast is there. It's a good way to listen if you miss some of the show live. We are live with David Tewksbury, Fox Sports Radio, Aberdeen. Out east. How humid is it in Aberdeen right now? Let's go to him for a live report. David, how are you, man? <laughs> doing well, sir. How, are you, how about yourself? I'm doing good. So give me the read. Aberdeen's such a beautiful place, David. You got minus 20 in the winter and oh, 90 yeah. and 70% humidity. Where are we at? Oh, yeah. Gotta love it, right? Yeah, we were just on a walk with uh, my wife and my daughter and my dog here about uh, about an hour or two ago, and the mosquitoes are the biggest problem right now. So, <laughs> biggest um, problem, yeah. Yeah, they're, they're supposed to spray tonight, but hopefully they're, uh, you know, they're big enough they could probably carry my daughter away now. <laughs> so she's, she's, only, uh, she's only five weeks old. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's a little humid, a little breezy, but... Hey, that's life in the uh, in the northern uh, northern plains right here. We'll take it. That's why you're tougher than a two dollar steak. Okay, you guys hey, up there I in Aberdeen. That. Yes, you yeah. are. I know that. Um, okay, here's the debate on the show, and I wanted wanted to get you on. So Aberdeen's been they've hosted the state amateur baseball tournament. Now this is something I've talked about on the show today because. I know quite a bit about South Dakota sports. I've been here 20 years, and, and I'm looking at it, I'm going, I know there's a history of amateur baseball in Rapid City, and, and it used to be pretty big here, but Legion has always been the thing. Legion baseball has led the way post-22 and all the state championships and Dave Plouffe and the whole thing. But now out East River, everybody's telling me amateur baseball is huge and it's big. Well, I ask you just from this perspective, Aberdeen – um, Brookings, some of that, I, I've heard Brookings as, as a hotbed for amateur baseball. What do you say about amateur as opposed to Legion and how big of a following they have to you? I would say amateur is definitely growing. Certainly here in Aberdeen, we've got the circus and, you know, you got a lot of the, I heard you hear your last segment talk about guys in their forties and what have you. There's some guys kind of approaching that territory, but it's predominantly late twenties, early to mid thirties with some guys, but I feel like it's growing, but uh, I, I put the, ma- the majority of my coverage personally on Fox Sports Aberdeen on the Aberdeen Smitties, which is the Legion squad here in town, and they've okay. had a pretty solid season. But uh, I think amateur is growing, but uh, the majority of my quote-unquote coverage has been for the Legion squad here in town. Okay, so uh, I think about that. A majority of mine, all of it is, is post-22. I mean, mm-hmm. I said I'm sure. not even aware of the Rapid City amateur teams, and, and I don't right. think that's like – a big thing per se. I mean, maybe I'm missing something, but it's just not what it used to be. And I didn't, frankly, I admit this. I'd like, I didn't really know we had still amateur baseball going in rapid city. And so how does, how does East river do it? I I feel as though it's a, 
the small town thing that it just catches on and the community and, and embraces it. I feel like it's just something that's been going on for a long time in some of these smaller towns. Yeah, I think that's pretty pretty fair to say. And I think I've been to maybe one, maybe two amateur baseball games, and that might even be pushing it in my seven, eight years of living in Aberdeen. Um, it, it's a pretty small crowd for those that do go to the games. And I, th- I mean, just from a media perspective, Nate, it's kind of tough to, to even wrangle some of these final scores and some of these uh, these le- not league games, but uh, amateur games, because a lot of times, you know, you'll have a guy go out for a bachelor party, or maybe he's got work or something like that, or maybe he's got a son or daughter at home that's sick and. Oh, I can't make it out to the amateur games. Legion feels like it's more structured, if that's the right way to describe it. Sure, sure. Amateur, amateur is just, hey, if you can make it there on Tuesday night, we'll see you there at 7.30 and uh, bring a six-pack of Bush Light or something like that, you know? <laughs> By maybe, the way. Maybe, I'm, I don't, maybe I, don't know, I don't know if that's true or not, but kind of feels that way. Let me ask you, are you surprised by the media coverage of amateur baseball? I'm talking like, oh, I don't know, Mitchell, Yankton. I've seen it in Brookings. Are you surprised by the media coverage? Not that it's wrong, but I'm surprised by it. Got to cover something. I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like that that time of the year where mid June, mid July, just before high school starts, it's like, well, you know, we got to fill up some content. We got to talk about something. So um, I'm not necessarily surprised. Uh, you'd have a lot of uh, basically dead air on the radio and, you know, not a whole lot of clicks on social media sites. So uh, I understand it. I get it. David Tewksbury on tonight from Fox Sports Radio Aberdeen talking what is bigger baseball scene, Legion or amateur? Here's the poll result, uh, David. 57% of my audience, and it's spread across the state, 57% say it's amateur baseball, 43% Legion baseball. I'm surprised. A lot of amateur passion out there. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, maybe people picked a really good day to be on Twitter, and they, they figured out you got a, you got a lot of amateur people that are loaded uh, up following you. I don't know. Load yeah, up the be, load but... up the Twitter poll. Well, amateur yeah. baseball has to beat Legion baseball. Uh, by the way, you got the state tournament, state amateur tournament. So uh, this is something that I'm curious about. Which crowd would be bigger? I'm honestly really curious. Um, I want you to do try try and do some work for me out there, David. You know, go and check it out. I know you got a brand new newborn. I know that's important, David. But do a little work for me. See how big that crowd's going to be. Okay. All right. I think I can do that. I'll be uh, I'll be a little bit uh, incapacitated with some family time for sure. <laughs> but uh, my wife's had a family reunion scheduled, so we'll oh. see if we can uh, maybe break some plans here. But no, I it, I will be very very curious to see what that looks like. Um, it's kind of hard to believe that the even the Legion season is just kind of around the bend here, kind of getting set to wrap up. You've got the uh, the tournament coming up, I think, next week, Thursday, if memory serves correctly, with the regional. So, you know, we talk about dog days of summer, and they're certainly here. And I've been talking with Brandon Kusler, who's the manager for the Aberdeen Smitties on a weekly basis on my show, and we've been saying, yeah, dog days of summer here, you know, game by game. And then I kind of blink my eyes, and I'm thinking, wait a minute. Next Thursday is the regional already. Yeah, no so kidding. No kidding. It, it's, this has been a flying, flying summer. Legion baseball uh, tournament coming up. State tournament this year for the Legion in Yankton. The state tournament for amateur on the Class A side is in Aberdeen, where David Tewksbury has a show on Fox Sports Radio Aberdeen. Find him on Twitter at David Tewksbury. Thanks for hopping on, man. I appreciate the time. You bet. Anytime. Thanks for taking some time, sir. I appreciate your time. David Tewksbury on tonight from Fox Sports Radio Aberdeen talking Legion baseball versus amateur baseball. He says Legion, he believes, still bigger in Aberdeen. 
Legion bigger in Aberdeen. Um, and that's I, I still think the Legion baseball has a bigger footprint. I'm going to go down fighting on that one today against my Twitter audience across the state, 154 votes, and 57% of them saying it's amateur baseball is a bigger scene than Legion baseball here in South Dakota. I think a footprint overall from east to west, it's Legion. East River strictly, maybe it is amateur. Maybe. I'm surprised by that. It can be popular. I'm still surprised you'd get a bigger crowd at an amateur tournament over a Legion tournament. Uh, let's see if David can be some boots on the ground for the state amateur tournament coming up in Aberdeen uh, in August. Okay, into the drive at 5 tonight. Speaking of baseball, I've got a segment for you. I said I was going to talk about this. Um, there's a team in Omaha. This is a little kids team. I'm very surprised by what I saw about this little kids team in Omaha, Nebraska. What do you say about it? Next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. Follow us and watch the show live on Twitter at Nate Brown Show. Are you ready for some rodeo action? Then get to Heart Ranch Camping Resort Club as Wild West Wednesdays return this summer. The Wild West Wednesdays Rough Stock and Barrel Saddle Series is every Wednesday night until August 16th. Weekly rodeo performances start at 7 p.m. with gates opening at 5 p.m. for pre-rodeo entertainment, beer garden, and food trucks. July 12th is First Responders Night. Tickets at the gate or hrresort.org. Major sponsors include Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exteriors. For 84 years, Pomp's Tire Service has been providing best-in-class service and value. We have grown to over 200 locations and are one of a few service providers that buy tires manufacturer direct. We are proud to pass those savings on to you, our customers. We buy more, you save more. Pomp's, the tire and service professionals. Family-owned since 1939. Through July 31st, get up to $140 in rebates on select Firestone tires or up to $150 in rebates on select Brickstone tires. See store for details or visit us at pompstire.com. KIMM Rapid City and K294BD Rapid City. The Black Hills Sports Station, 1067 FM and 1150 AM. Fox Sports Rapid City. Are you thinking about a new home or owning your first home in the Black Hills? The local bank positioned to help you through every step of the process is Black Hills Community Bank. With local originators, underwriting, processing, and closings, Black Hills Community Bank is your full-service home loans bank. Black Hills Community Bank is ready to help you take the first step into your new home. Explore your options with Black Hills Community Bank in Rapid City and Spearfish. Online at bhcbank.com. Member FDIC Equal Housing Lender. Get away from it all in the great outdoors for lasting family memories with a new or pre-owned RV from Dakota Discount RV. We make your RV experience fun and easy by providing you with a quality recreational vehicle, competitive pricing, and professional sales and service. Our large inventory of fifth-wheelers, travel trailers, toy haulers, and live-in horse trailers allows us to save our customers thousands of dollars compared to most dealers. Stop by and see us at Dakota Discount RV, 3330 East Mall Drive across from Cabela's and on JB Road, Sandwiches are the original fast food. What could be easier than spreading a bit of mustard on Country Hearth's cracked wheat bread, then topping with smoked ham and cheddar, or maybe a peanut butter and strawberry jam on kids' choice whole grain white. So, on your way to the lake or park this summer, skip the drive-thru and pack a cooler with your favorite sandwiches instead. Country Hearth Breads, baking our best for you. 
We all know life's busy, and if you get sick, you can get behind pretty quick. That's where Black Hills Urgent Care comes in. No appointments needed, no long waits, just fast, affordable care to get you feeling better quicker. Black Hills Urgent Care has two locations in Rapid City on Haynes Avenue and Mountain View Road. You can simply check in online at bhucare.com. That's with the letter U, bhucare.com. When you need care, see the team at Black Hills Urgent Care, the faster way to get better. Hi, this is Dan Patrick. Remember to catch me weekday mornings from 7 until 10 a.m. right here on 106.7 FM and 1150 a.m. Fox Sports Rapid City. And now, back to Rapid City's sports talk show, The Nate Brown Show. Nate. Welcome back in. We're live on the Nate Brown Show, South Dakota Sports Talk Show. Glad you're a part of it. Thanks for checking in here. However long you spend with us, we appreciate it. We're in the drive at 5, brought to you by Summit Automotive Group. You're home for the best pre-owned selection and car buying truly built around you. Find out the Summit difference. You won't be let down there. Stacy and Matt have the selection, the right financing, the right vehicle. Stop by, get the right treatment, summitautogrp.com on your phone, and then East Highway 44, take a look. It's Summit, summitautogrp.com. The Nate Brown Show featuring Jerry Brewer coming up, national writer, Washington Post, covered the All-Star Game last night. We'll get a read on Major League Baseball, the All-Star Game, the second half, what Jerry had to say in his column today, Washington Post writer Jerry Brewer coming up. Kelvin Torvey's on tap tonight, Post 22 head coach. Hard hats are 41 and 20. They're going to Sioux Falls this weekend. We'll talk to Kelvin Torvey on the way. Okay, speaking of baseball, so maybe I'm just um, getting old. Maybe. I've said that before. I understand. I, we're all getting older. I got to stay up to speed on this stuff, man. I got to stay hip on things. So maybe it's something I should just let go, but. I thought this was an interesting scenario, very interesting scenario. So right now, uh, speaking of this, I'm bringing this up because what do we have going on here in town uh, today? We got the All-City Little League Baseball Tournament going on, the, the, the West River, I should say, the West River region where you got uh, Canyon Lake and Harney and Rapid City uh, Little League going on, playing. Bandit baseball as well. So good luck to all the teams on the Little League side. We always love that. I always love this time of year. See who comes out of our West River tournament. By the way, we're not going to have the state Little League tournament for the first time in quite some time. Sioux Falls stole that. Anyway, they're going out to the new turf fields out at Sanford. So that's where the state Little League tournament will be. We'll see if they have as much following out there. Baseball. We love our baseball here in Rapid City. I thought we were the permanent site. For the Little League Tournament. Nonetheless, good luck to all the teams. We started our West River uh, Regional Little League Tournament. So good luck to you guys. Speaking of Little League kids, okay, this is the story. I just saw this out of Omaha, okay. There's a, a baseball team that was on, they, they were on Twitter. They <laughs> so that's where it starts. This team has an account on Twitter, and they were showing a highlight of how they won the Nebraska State Tournament. Okay, this is a it's a little league baseball team. Now you're not going to believe this. This was eight U. What's that mean? Eight U. That's eight. That's under eight. 
That's under eight. Okay, this <laughs> and they win the Nebraska State Tournament yesterday. And they posted their record. This is an 8U Nebraska team, Omaha. They won the state tournament, and their record is 58-1-1. Now, am I the only, am I the only guy I took a step back? And I, there, there's two things, two things I noticed. One was... You're playing 60 games. That's a heck of a record. Congrats on the record for these uh, this 8U team from Omaha. I'm glad they're not in the West River uh, tournament with us here today in Rapid City. But 60 games for for an <laughs> for an 8U team. And I we did some research on the Nate Brown shoes. When did these guys start their turn uh, their season? 8U baseball, Omaha started March 25th. They went 58-1-1. I don't know who they played throughout the season. Did we run into them at all? Anybody around here? Uh, they went 58-1-1. They won the Nebraska State Tournament. And they're, the other thing I noticed with them is they're an 8U national team. And so let me just have that question out there for you. Let me just have that for you. What do you say about an 8U national team? Little League Baseball team. We're not talking Little League World Series where the kids are 12 and, and getting up into that uh, age. And that's young enough, by the way. People have debated, you shouldn't even have a Little League World Series, people have told me. And I, I, I don't go that far. Okay, but I'm thinking about this is an 8U baseball team out of Omaha. This is under 8 years old, and they have national by them. So they go on all these national tournaments. And they, they play all around, and they do. They went 58-1-1, one one, 60 games for these guys. And I went to their Twitter account as well. They've got, um, let's see, um, they got like a poster, you know, with, with like sponsors. They, <laughs> I, I'm like, what the heck, man? Why wasn't, why wasn't Nate Brown on an 8U national team back in Montana? Didn't we have our stuff together? I mean, what were we missing? Can I start an 8U national team right here in Rapid City? Anybody want to sign up? I, I, I wonder. And see, that's where this goes, guys. My point is, yes, you can create an 8U national team, I guess, because people want, will always be there to do it. And I'm not going to say it's the worst thing ever, but I'm not going to say it's great. I'm just not going to say it's great. I think 8U baseball teams can find plenty of games. I don't think we have to go 60. I don't think we have to go 58, 1-1. One and, one, and I don't think we have to go national. I mean, there's, you know, can we wait till they get 12? You know, they, they majors? Maybe they could try the Little League World Series. Well, no, you got to get in there early. You got to get good early. They're in Omaha. I'm sure there's plenty of teams to play, Right. That's my thought anyway. Um, let's see. Listener text coming in. Um, we have psycho coaches and parents in Omaha. I don't like this. <laughs> that you have psycho coaches and parents in Omaha. Um, 8U. And by the way, uh, you let me know. 8U national team. Appropriate? You let me know. 720-1067. I think there's, and again, you're not going to stop it. 
there's going to be people that are ready to sign up for that. Hey, little Jimmy Lipper got picked to be on the 8U national team on this team in Omaha. We're going, man. We are rolling. And I just don't know where that takes you. I think people have this thought at eight years old, well, it's going to take me to the College World Series. It's going to take me to the majors. I just don't buy it. They're special players. I get it all along the way. And we got, we got full teams, eight U national teams right there in Omaha going 58, one and one. It's a heck of a season for the guys. But I'm not, I don't like it. And then I checked into it. The, the lowest they go, they have a 7U national team. <laughs> what are they doing at six? What are they doing six, seven years old? I mean, what are you playing at six, seven years old? I thought that was still like coach pitch. Am I? Am I, <laughs> I thought it was coach pitch. And we're going six, uh, 7U national team. I didn't see their record. Sorry, I didn't, I didn't uh, catch up to speed on it. Uh, Lister text, way too many games for eight-year-olds. I worry about the pitchers damaging their arms. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what the rotation's like. I don't know what the rotation's like, but boy, 58-1-1. One one. What a season. They even did better than post-22. Unbelievable. Eight-U national team. And it goes all the way down to seven-U. The things I missed when I was a kid. Jerry Brewer's in next. He was at the All-Star game last night. What does he say about the future of Major League Baseball? Jerry Brewer, Washington Post next. You're listening to The Nate Brown Show. As a business owner now, Black Hills Tire has an interesting motto. One car, one customer, one opportunity at a time. We just want to portray that every person that comes in, we're going to give you our undivided attention. You're not a number to us. Every single individual customer, every single individual thing we do for that customer is what makes us. Yeah. Every time you come into our store, this time, next time, the time after that, every single one is an individual chance for us to earn your trust. Check us out at BlackHillsTire.com. This is Carrie from Black Hills Harley-Davidson. Summer riding season is in full swing, and I am here to tell you all five Harley stores in the Black Hills are here for you when you need us. All of our locations are fully stocked with truckloads of genuine Harley-Davidson Sturgis Rally merchandise. Available in all sizes to fit just about anybody. Shop the world's largest selection of everything Harley-Davidson at Black Hills Harley-Davidson off I-90 at Exit 55 in Rapid City. Also shop our locations in Sturgis, Deadwood, Hill City, and Wall. Hi, this is Rob at Firehouse Wine Cellars, downtown Rapid City. It's summer in the Black Hills, and our selection of wines at Firehouse Wine Cellars has never been better. The difference with Firehouse Wines is we make our wines right here in our modern winemaking facility with real grapes from the best vineyards on the West Coast. If you love wine, you need to sign up for our Firehouse Club 1915, which will get you some exclusive benefits and tastings. Join us this summer at Firehouse Wine Cellars on Main Street and enjoy the best wine in the Black Hills. You can see our great selection right now at Firehouse Wine WineSellers.com. In the past, if you needed auto body repair, you had to get multiple estimates and then try to get your car into a shop for repair. Well, not anymore. In most cases, you can stop by one shop, get your estimate, and schedule your car for a repair. The question now becomes which shop you choose. If you like quality, choose J&J Truck and Auto Body. They have ASE, PPG, and Gold iCar certifications that allow them to offer you a nationwide warranty. And they'll work with your insurance company so you're pleased with the outcome. J&J Truck and Auto Body, 1513 East Philadelphia. 
Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer from Denny Menholt Toyota. Use your phone. It's fast and easy. Pull up our website, click on Value Trade-In, scan your VIN, and tell us about your car. You are on your way to a no-hassle, no-commitment cash offer on your vehicle in under five minutes. Bring your vehicle and your Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer to Denny Menholt Toyota and get cash or trade-in credit today. See you soon at Denny Menholt Toyota, Rapid City. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, sales, service, and recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. Welcome back into the Nate Brown Show on a Wednesday. Fox Sports Rapid City, your home. Local, regional, national coverage. Live weekdays 4 to 6. The Nate Brown Show on 1067 FM, 1150 AM. And stream us there, foxsportsrapidcity.com. Interact with the show on Twitter. Watch us live in studio at Nate Brown Show on Twitter. You've got us. And also on YouTube, The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. you got to keep it clean, man. There's imposters out there. It's The Nate Brown Show on YouTube. <laughs> Jerry Brewer's in tonight. Covered the All-Star game. Seattle. I thought it was a good All-Star game. I mean, it was low scoring. 1-1 for a long time. He had the two-run shot late. The National League wins for the first time since 2012. I knew it was a long time, and then I saw that stat go up. I'm like, 2012? Washington Post National Writer. Jerry Brewer back on tonight. Jerry, good to get you on. How are you? I'm doing great, Nate. How are you? I'm doing good, man. I appreciate you coming on. Um, let me ask you, you you wrote a story on this, and and kind of the cliff notes here is, um, what are you trying to tell people uh, your thoughts are on Major League Baseball with young stars, and you say baseball's going to be fine if the game doesn't get in the way. What, 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 is that, what does that mean? Uh, that means uh, don't make an exciting thing boring. <laughs> um, amplify the personalities in the game instead of just tolerating them. Uh, and then finally, from a marketing standpoint, lean into it more like, say, the NBA does than the way you traditionally have done. Um, and, and and then as a, just a kind of a final point, uh uh, I'll point out Ellie De La Cruz, but then also Shohei Itani, um, in particular, um, uh, Ronald Acuna as well. Um, they they create like just these spectacular moments um, that really need to be leaned into, um, uh, you know, on a nightly basis when they do these things. Uh, I, I hate it. I think a sport has a real problem when the story that people are hearing is not the story that's actually being presented day in and day out. And if you think baseball is dodgy and rigid right now, that's baseball's fault for not telling you what the truth is. (laughs) Um, It's as simple as that. Like there are dozens and dozens of exciting young players and a different vibe to the game. And I just don't think the general public understands that like they should. That's not the general public's fault. That is 
the league's fault. How does the league do it, Jerry? I mean, there's there's a lot of attention out here trying to get people's a uh, lot of things trying to get people's attention a lot of a lot of uh, um, buzz and and about so many things how does the league in a marathon season it's it's kind of hard to find some of the games you don't know where what does the league need to do yeah I think I mean from, from a structural standpoint I think you probably need to have um, um, more flexibility more optionality in, in your programming long term and I think a lot of things are going to change because of uh, the death of a lot of uh, regional sports networks, and that's been a real cash cow uh, for baseball in particular and something that's going to be harder for it to replace than, say, the NBA. Um, you know, how you do your, your national programming, um, really making sure that as we enter this streaming era that you're on point about all of that, um, how, how you uh, – you know, making sure that you make a concerted effort um, just to put your personalities front and center. Now, I use a guy, because I'm sitting here in Seattle right now, uh, Julio Rodriguez uh, looks like he should play football, um, has one of the, the, the greatest smiles I think we've seen since Griffey, um, and, uh, you, know, you know, looks like he should be an actor. <laughs> um and I think he's still just kind of baseball famous, still just kind of Seattle famous. Yeah, I would agree. Um, yeah. And, and you, you got it like he hasn't really popped like some of the other guys yet either. So there's a little bit of development there. But this idea that you have to protect players and you have to kind of minimize um, enthusiasm because you could struggle at any moment, um, you have to just kind of let that go and just – um, ride the waves. Like maybe Ellie De La Cruz by the end of the year isn't doing anything, and next year he struggles. But right now, he's the most captivating figure in sports this summer. Um, you need to just kind of lean into that. Yeah, I'm with um, you on it. And, and, and also, like, leverage, leverage your influence um, in, in certain marketing opportunities with, with these guys. Like, I, uh, I think we have just generally decided that. Uh, Mike Trout was just too boring, and it's Mike Trout's fault that Mike Trout didn't promote himself well enough. Well, I think some of that's also your your league, um, and I think they just really dropped the ball. Um, you know, it's been 11 years since we had that All Star game in which Bryce Harper made it at 19 years old, and Mike Trout made it at 20, just a, a couple weeks short of 21. Um, and now these guys are in their 30s, and uh, they're magnificent. They're some of the best players I, I've ever seen. Um, and I still think they're kind of underplayed compared to, you know, comparable outfielders throughout the history of the game. And you have to kind of, you have to get off your butt and realize that like the game is not going to sell itself. Um, there is a different pecking order in American society and, um, you can still be baseball and still be subtle and nuanced and all of those things. But you got to put your best foot forward. Um, uh, you know, covering this All Star Game and covering any big time Major League Baseball event as someone who covers all of the leagues, everything they do is is uh, chintzy compared to um, the other leagues. You know, particularly the NBA and, and the NFL, and it just can't be that way. It can't be that way um, when you're lagging behind in the race. And you have to respect the fact that there is a race. 
it's a race that the NFL is naturally going to outpace everyone, but it's a race that you want to be in. And they got to stop punting on that um, and just considering themselves a local and regional game and really trying to push the issue and make them more nationally relevant because that is the future. Yeah, it's really interesting. Jerry Brewer on tonight, his story up at WashingtonPost.com, covered the All-Star game last night. Um, one more on this about baseball and the, and the game as it is and the future of the game. Some people will say this. We're never going to have the Sosa-McGuire intrigue and interest. That Everybody's like, man, I'm, I'm into that. That was a race. It was a story. And everybody was captivated. It, they say the world's just different now. The sports-consuming world's different. Is that true? No. I, I mean, I, I think you can have a moment that's as powerful as that. You might not have a, a great home run race, but it, there, there may be something where the two most significant players in each league, let's say, Let's say Otani goes somewhere, whether it's the Dodgers or the Giants or the Mariners or whoever, and they're a 110-win team. And let's say uh, Acuna and the Braves are dominating in the NL, and they're just on this collision course, and they meet in the World Series, and it's one MVP performance after another. You know, I'm kind of thinking like right off the top of my head. I'm thinking about college basketball and like J.J. Redick and Adam Morrison, remember that year 15 years ago when they were just kind of like going at it and in and, and the scoring race in the NCAA. Um, and that captivated a national audience in a sport in men's college basketball that has really become rather niche, uh, particularly in the regular season um, over the years. And so I think there's moments. Um, and there's still a summer where there's not a lot going on. And I think there are some hot summers that you can have, uh, but but it's gonna it's gonna take a concerted effort to really um, put the mirror in front of what's what's going on. Um, uh, we we live in a in a in a marketing and a sizzle kind of world. It's hard to get attention, um, and if you're being quiet, um, you're just really really quiet. You yeah. got to be loud. And you got to be unapologetic about how loud you're being. If you feel like you've got something that people should pay attention to, you got to sell it. And if it's good enough, the people will buy it. I know it's just the all-star game. It's an exhibition. Is that how it should be last night, Jerry? That exhibition, not World Series, uh, home field advantage on display. They tried it, and then they went back to this. Was that go okay last night? Yeah, you know, I mean, um, all-star games, I think, are really hard now. Um, just the, the magic of, of any any all-star game has kind of lost its luster because, uh, you know, I mean, let's just take baseball. Um, there's such a balanced schedule, so you're, you're commonly used to, you know, your National League team playing your, these American League teams and vice versa. Um television and, and having television options, um, it's not like you just don't get to see the great players on a regular basis if you're a big fan. And so um, in terms of, like, interest, and I saw, like, the initial TV ratings, um, it's down all time, but it's doing fine versus, like, other all-star games, and it was doing just fine versus, like, your programming options yesterday 
um, on a lazy summer day, but it's not like the hottest thing. And I'm not sure there's anything you're going to be able to do in any of these all-star games to make it the, 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 what it used to be. Um, but I think it's still an important marketing tool for your game. And I think for Major League Baseball, you know, they wound up with 33 first-time All-Stars in that game. And for it to be a compelling game, you love, it would have been an over-the-top great game if, if uh, the American League had walked that off. Um, but it starts with just two crazy, tremendous catches. Uh, you have some moments here and there and some guys that shine that maybe people didn't know about. And I think that was good enough. Um, was it the greatest all-star game, and, and did it have a memory that I'll never forget? No. But do I think it was a good representation if you paid attention and really liked the game? Um, selling where, where it's headed? Yes, I think it was that. Jerry Brewer on tonight. Great piece. WashingtonPost.com. Get it and uh, find him on Twitter as well at Jerry Brewer. WashingtonPost.com, a piece on Major League Baseball and where we go from here. Jerry, good to have you, man. Thanks for coming on after yesterday. I appreciate it. All right, anytime, man. Take it easy. Thanks a lot. Jerry Brewer on the Nate Brown Show, one of our favorites. WashingtonPost.com, his story up there on Major League Baseball. He says, it's in good shape. Players, stars, if the game doesn't get in the way. Very insightful. Uh, he's, he's talking... Yeah, baseball, they're, they're kind of low-key, kind of quiet. You know, the stuff you hear about baseball is the negative stuff. Oh, they have the sticky stuff, and we have that controversy, and the pitch clock, and people didn't like that. All that stuff. Baseball does not promote itself good enough, and it's trying, but you got to get in that younger demographic. You just have to. I mean, it's so interesting to me that Back when I was a kid, I was watching the Cubs all the time. Why did I become a Cubs fan, everybody? I mean, it's an easy guess for you. Like some of you are Cubs fans. Why did we become Cubs fans in the middle of Montana and South Dakota? WGN. Harry Carey. Andre Dawson. Sean Dunstan. Mark Grace. Ryan Sandberg. I got to see these guys all the time. Knew where to find them. Watch the games. That's why I became a baseball fan. Now I got you got the teams here, the teams there. The regional sports networks are a mess, and um, baseball's done itself a disservice on that front. They 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 have a good wheelhouse. It's still football, basketball, baseball. So don't get me wrong. That's the pecking order. Hockey's not in there. Major League Soccer's not in there. Okay, it's football, basketball, baseball, but baseball's quite a ways. Behind those others. Coming back with Kelvin Torvey, post-22 head baseball coach. Okay? We're going to talk hard hats. They're 41-20. and 20. Would they beat an amateur baseball team? Do I dare ask Coach Torvey that? Next. Did you miss an interview or great segment on the Nate Brown Show? Just find the Nate Brown Show podcast and listen wherever you download your podcasts. 
Are you ready for some rodeo action? Then get to Heart Ranch Camping Resort Club as Wild West Wednesdays return this summer. The Wild West Wednesdays Rough Stock and Barrel Saddle Series is every Wednesday night until August 16th. Weekly rodeo performances start at 7 p.m. with gates opening at 5 p.m. for pre-rodeo entertainment, beer garden, and food trucks. July 12th is First Responders Night. Tickets at the gate or hrresort.org. Major sponsors include Camping World, Dakota Discount RV, Midwest Campers, Jack's Campers, and Weathertight Exteriors. When it comes to protecting your home and your belongings, what works for your neighbor most likely won't work for you. Insurance is personal, and that's why the coverage specialists at Fisher Rounds & Associates work with you to tailor a policy that protects your family, home, auto, and other valuable possessions at the most reasonable cost possible. We sweat the small and the big stuff, so you don't have to. That's at your service, at your side. Fisher Rounds & Associates, with offices in Pierre, Mitchell, Rapid City, Sioux Falls, and Watertown. For nearly 100 years, Connects has been providing the know-how and materials to help their neighbors grow. Through partnerships with builders, homeowners, and contractors, Connect Home Centers have impacted our communities, making them stronger and safer through support of local organizations and neighborhood beautification projects. Improving the quality of life for others is important to us. We are Connect Home Center, your hometown lumberyard lending a helping hand in building our communities since 1928. Great news. I just got the State Farm Personal Price Plan on our home and auto insurance. You told our agent about my thing for romance novels? No, you don't have to get that personal. Our agent just helped me choose affordable options to create a personalized price just for us. Oh, sweet. Then you won't believe the love triangle Jen is in now. Contact me, State Farm Agent Scott Carlson, to create your personal price plan today. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. Hey, this is Rob Parker from The Odd Couple. Don't miss our show weeknights from 6 to 8 p.m. right here on Fox Sports Rapid City. And now we'll send you back to Rapid City Sports Talk Show, The Nate Brown Show. Welcome back in South Dakota Sports Talk Show live on a Wednesday, 4 to 6 on Fox Sports Rapid City. If you missed some of the show, we had Brandon Stokely on earlier this week, two-time Super Bowl champ, former Broncos wide receiver. Had Heath Bell on yesterday, three-time All-Star, one of the great closers for the San Diego Padres, talking All-Star and first half of the Major League season. Some of the show you miss, right? You can catch the Nate Brown Show podcast. It's downloaded where you find your podcast. Apple, Google, Spotify, the list goes on. The Nate Brown Show podcast available for you if you miss some of the guests. Like Kelvin Torvey, our weekly check-in with the hard hats. Post-22, head coach Kelvin Torvey on tonight. They played Sturgis last night. Game got cut a little short. Storms rolled in. The hard hats won. Shutout over Sturgis last night. It's a nice stretch here for post-22. Went 4-1 at the Gopher Classic in Minneapolis. Won the Firecracker last week. And uh, the Hard Hats 41-20. Coach, good to get you back on. How are you? I'm doing wonderful, Nate. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing good. Let me ask you, though. Um, is this the best stretch so far uh, from Firecracker? Now, you didn't make the tournament round at the, at the Gopher Classic, but you went 4-1 and one in pool play. Is this the best stretch or not? 
Yeah, it is. Um, you know, we're we're finally competing up and down the lineup at the plate. Our pitching has gotten it done all year. Our defense has gotten it done all year. Um, when we have nine guys competing at the plate, we can play with anybody. Um, I was talking, we got a bullet game going on now, and I was talking to the bullet coaches. You know, probably the middle two weeks in June, maybe 20 days in June, we didn't have that, and we lost some important in-state games, which has kind of put us behind the eight ball, but we got a got a chance this weekend to right the ship a little bit. Okay. Um, why has this team gotten better? It, it was Last year it was the same story to me. And this year it seems like you're hitting a stride again here before the postseason. What do you attribute it to? I don't know. You know, maybe it's the fact that we're starting to smell the finish line. You know, we're starting to smell the state tournament. I hope it's that because that means that, you know, we're, we're going to be ready for it. But I don't know. It's just, you know, the, those those two weeks were just perplexing because we just could not swing the bat. And we've got good hitters up and down the lineup, and we just couldn't swing it. And I think it's just a, a matter of, you know, they're 16, 18-year-old kids and, you know, eventually we'll figure it out. Um, but, if, you know, we're competing now, which is what's important. And if we can compete through, you know, state regional, state tournament, then we got the national regionals in Rapid City again, we'll be fine. Um, but we've got we've to keep going what we're doing. We had a good growth. We had a good firecracker. Last night we faced Kane Peters and Sturgis, and he's a, he's a good – he's an excellent pitcher. He's going to Northern, and, and we managed to figure out a way to beat him. So I like where we're at right now. We're just going to pray we can keep it going. 61 games in, how mentally tough is this team? Pretty good because we've had a rough, lot of lot of road games. We were at Fargo for this was goes back to like the third week in June. Four games in Fargo, come home for one day, go play in Yankton, go play five games in Omaha, come home for one day off, and then we play the Firecracker another day off, and then we go to the, the Gopher. And so we've had a lot of baseball, and these guys don't seem they're not tired. Um, I think they're becoming hardened to the you know to the season, and that's what you want. That's why we have the schedule the way we do is we want to stress our guys during the regular season so when the postseason comes, they understand that, you know, it's a crucible, and we don't crack in crucible times. Post-22 head coach Kelvin Torvey on tonight. Hard hats are 41-20, and 20, beat Sturgis last night. You go on the road this weekend. Let's look at it. Sioux Falls East, Sioux Falls West. I'm looking at uh, their records. East has a good one. West been struggling. What do you see this weekend? Uh, pretty much you hit the nail on the head. East is one of the better teams in the state. You know, we play them Friday, so we've got to have a bring our A game. they got a couple pitchers that are, you know, throwing the upper 80s, low 90s. You know, we're going to have to play our best game, all three phases of it, to beat them. Sioux Falls West is struggling, and so the, we have to do against them what we're supposed to do against them. And so, um, you know, Thursday's going to – or Friday's going to be uh, just two key matchups, and we're going to go out there and give it our best and, you know – whether we sweep them or we get swept, it's not the end of the season. There's still a lot of baseball left. Okay, Coach, I've had a poll question today, so i got to ask you. I said, okay, this Legion baseball scene in South Dakota has been really good, and I've watched it over the years. Post-22, unbelievable tradition, which you're a long part of. And I said, Legion baseball, to me, is still such a big scene in this state. And then I, I have people East River say, well, amateur baseball's a, a, a big scene here. So you settle the argument, Coach Torvey. Legion baseball versus amateur baseball. What's uh, the bigger scene? Uh, in West River, Nate, Legion ball, East River, uh, amateur ball. It is. It is. You think yeah, amateur's it, big it, back there? It is. They, and they have it. It's fantastic. They got town teams. I remember way back when I, I came home from my freshman year of college, 
Uh, Ralph Macy had me play in the state tournament, and we, Leroy Weimer was on that team. He was from uh, University of New Orleans, post-22 graduate. And we went down there in the first game and got beat. I mean, we had we had talent on that team, and they just love it out there. And, and Minnesota's the same. There's town baseball in Minnesota. That's There's a lot of tradition there. So, you know, Legion baseball is big in the eastern part of the state as well, but uh, the amateur leagues over there, it's it's really cool. And they're town teams, they're small towns, and they really get behind their amateur leagues. How many games would post-22, how many games would you win in the amateur league? Uh, not many. Not you know, many? These are grown men. No, these are grown men, and, you know, a lot of them have college experience. Um, you know, a teammate of mine is Roger Lewis. You know, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm fairly old, and <laughs> up until a couple of years ago, Louie was still throwing in the amateur leagues out here getting guys out. Wow. And so, you know, they, they just know the game. They, they throw every pitch for strikes. So it would be, you know, we would, because when, when I was playing here, we would play Ralph Macy every year. Is like a, a exhibition game, and we we never won. I don't remember winning because these, these guys are grown men that they know their they know the strike zone, they know their swing, they know a lot of things that uh, just from experience the, the high school kid wouldn't. Okay, I have a listener who texted in earlier tonight. He's a post twenty two fan coach, and he said post twenty two would beat ninety percent of the amateur teams. So he's on your side. I, he said you'd beat them. Uh, well, again, you know, I know they're grown men and. I haven't seen a lot of games. Maybe he's right. You know, I don't know. But I do know that that is good baseball, and they those guys know what they're doing on the field. Uh, by the way, uh, do you do any uh, baseball? Do you take any swings in practice? Do you still do that, Coach? No, no, no. I have plenty of areas in my life that embarrass. I get I embarrass myself. <laughs> I don't need one more. So, no, I'll, I'll, I'll hit some fungos. I don't get in the cage. You know, I might hit off a tee a little bit when nobody's around, and then if somebody comes in, I'll just kind of shirk away in, in shame and – and just and watch the other guys swing the bat and teach them. So no, I don't. I don't. Uh, I don't hit. I thought you still might rake a little bit there, Coach. I'd like to see it. Uh, Kelvin Torvey tonight, post twenty two, getting ready for Sioux Falls this weekend. Hard hats forty one and twenty. Their seed right now for that three game series for the regional would be number seven, a uh, home series as of now. Coach, good luck to you. Thanks a lot. Hey, thanks so much. I appreciate your interest. Appreciate your time. Uh, Kelvin Torrey on our Post-22 update for the Hard Hats. They go on the road. Sioux Falls East, Sioux Falls West this weekend. Two big South Dakota opponents. Those are the games that do count for this regional stuff, this best-of-three-game series in your seeding. So the Hard Hats, if it started today, would be hosting Aberdeen, the Smitties. So they'd be hosting Aberdeen if it started today, but couple of big um, days coming up this weekend as they wrap up the regular season. That's it this weekend. Hard hats on the road. Kelvin Torvey on the Nate Brown Show tonight on Fox Sports Rapid City. Okay, we come right back with who's hot and who's not. An update on Iowa. The Hawkeyes are making money for their student-athletes. How? Next. This is the Nate Brown Show. Today on Hey Culligan, buy to save. Here's a text from Devin in Denver. Hey Culligan, I'd love a water softener, but I don't want to pay for it. Devin, I can't help you there, but a Culligan high-efficiency softener can help you save oodles on energy and detergent, so the savings can be even greater than the cost. And I'm getting a mind-blown emoji followed by... Yes, please. Devin, the savings are already on the way. Let us help you out with a free in-home water test with a local Culligan water expert at Culligan.com. 
Here at Pizza Ranch, we appreciate innovations in food delivery, like how the ancient Italians used to slingshot hot meals to hungry Romans on the go. And while we appreciate the creativity, it turned out to be, well, a little messy. So we found a better way to bring you our legendary pizza, the country's best chicken, and our one-of-a-kind cactus bread. Just place your order online, on the phone, or on our app, and then pick it up or have it delivered right to your door. All nicely packaged in clean, sturdy, non-flying boxes. No catching necessary. Pizza Ranch. Mmm, mmm. Live from the Anytime Auto Sales Service and Details Studio, Sales, Service, and Recreation, this is Fox Sports Rapid City. All right, good stuff tonight on a Wednesday. Before we wrap it up, you know what we do at this time. Who's hot and who's not? Brought to you by the Pizza Ranch. PizzaRanch.com. Carry out delivery specials right there. PizzaRanch.com. Two locations in Rapid City. Hit the Pizza Ranch. Okay. Who's hot category? I'm going to go to the Iowa Hawkeyes. So they've got this new NIL collective, right? All these groups are organizing money for the student athletes and sponsorships. This collective has started a new thing here. You know how these universities have their own beer, right? I've had it here in the studio. No, I haven't been drinking it. What are you talking about? No, I, I, I had it delivered to me in the studio. We don't drink on this show. Okay. But I've had it. Hard Rocker Ale. I've had the Yellow Jacket Ale. So Iowa has their own beer. Okay. Swarm Golden Ale. And the update on Swarm Golden Ale in less than a month. They've rolled it out just for less than a month. They brought in. $30,000 for the collective because they get a percentage. $30,000 for the collective. You know how much beer they've sold? Well, the Hawkeyes Swarm Golden Ale? $150,000 worth in less than a month. Those Iowa guys drink? What do you guys do? You guys drink enough? All right. <laughs> in our Pizza Ranch Who's Not category, this is going to be a who's not. I like seeing these guys on the list, but it's time to get them in. The NFL Pro Football Hall of Fame has announced semifinalists for the Hall of Fame, Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves. Mike Shanahan and Dan Reeves of the Broncos coaches aren't in the Hall of Fame yet? Wake up. Well, they're semifinalists. They're finalists. They're Hall of Famers. Put Shanahan and Dan Reeves in. Give me a break. All right. Thanks for, call, uh, thanks for listening. We're back tomorrow on a Thursday. And it's happy hour in the 5 o'clock hour with Rob Kegron. We'll see you then. Nate Brown Show podcast going up right now.